about it. TV2, you're gonna scream and shout it. TV2, just sit back and relax. It's your favorite 90s cartoon podcast. TV2. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to TV Tunes for part four. Yeah, it has to be four because yeah, we're on four. season four. One of, season per part? Yeah, of Samurai Jack. Uh, joining me yet again are you are a staple for Samurai Jack. When I think of Samurai Jack now, I think of you, Jordan. It's, it's, become, it's become my role on yes. the show. And, uh, and since, since you, you invited me on here, I've, mm-hmm. I've thought so much more seriously about Samurai Jack now. So I have to thank you for that. You're welcome. You got reacquainted and you refound that love. Yeah, exactly. You rekindled that romance. With, that with perfect with timing for the, for the show coming out again. Yeah, uh, which we will talk about a little bit. Yeah. At least the first two episodes yeah. at the end of this. <laughs> Um, which I have just been looking to talk about it with anybody and everybody, <laughs> and not everybody has been watching it. So, which is a goddamn shame. Well, they um, they flipped out an episode with their April Fool's Day Rick and Morty reveal for everything. Uh-huh. So, yeah, uh, it got got put dead back a little ways, but I, I still think the hype's there. Yeah, no, it's there. It's just I think everybody, especially now, people are. Oh, also Nicole uh, couldn't be here today, so it's just the two of us. Nicole's not just sitting silently uh, off mic. Um, that would I, be very uncharacteristic. Yeah, no, that'd be very. <laughs> that would not fit at all. Actually, she's been like talking this whole time. We just did not turn her mic on. Yeah, she's been yelling all of these episodes. So I had. To, I can't stand it. I'm the only one with headphones on. So <laughs> yeah, it's been killing me. Uh, but no, I think that we're in a different world than when it first was out, and I think people now just love streaming everything at once and binging. Which, honestly, when I heard it was coming back, I'm just like, I want to watch it all at once. Week-to-week shows, like, I mean, I know they're absolutely still a thing, Mm -hmm. but it feels like a strange way to take things in now. Yeah. Especially something like Samurai Jack that's been around so much that the way you watch it, if you want to go back and watch the old seasons, is by binging it. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's the... And that's the way that I watched the show Mm -hmm. this time, too, so... Uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. And week to week shows too. I don't know if they have the same appeal to me. I think I've slowly grown more and more instant gratifying and just like, I remember used to like have that. I used to have that anticipation of like, Oh my God, it's okay. I need to be home by like seven o'clock on Thursday and I need to watch in living color when it comes on. Uh, but yeah, exactly. It's just this. I feel more like it's like it's turned into Netflix where I'm just seeing TV shows as like movie releases like just, super long movies that you can you can take in manageable chunks when you want to yeah. pause for food. Exactly. Or you can just not pay attention to like Iron Fist. Right. Uh, <laughs> Which I ha- I have not watched an episode of despite yeah. having seen like every other Marvel thing. It yeah, just, you shouldn't didn't, didn't seem interesting. <laughs> uh, I mean, I love Iron Fist the comic. Uh-huh. Um especially there's like a, a Matt Fraction David Aja Aja run mm-hmm. and uh, it was real good. Yeah. And I shows did not look good. I was excited. Like it looked good to me like ahead of time. And then I just started watching it. I'm like, Oh God, what, how did they drop the ball this bad? And obviously like Kung Fu action stuff with an element of comedy. Yeah. Totally fits into our taste. Yeah. Because you know, we're here talking about Samurai Jack. So it should be right up our alley, but it should have been, but it's not. So let's not waste another like that's a great idea. ounce of sadness. on that. Yeah. Uh, and let's just jump into season four, which was, 
incredible. I, I love season four. I mean, season mm-hmm. four to me is just like the show knows exactly what it's doing. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I think season three is is in my mind the peak, but I don't I, I think episode to episode season four is stronger. Uh-huh. Um, I just love I love the epic scale of season three. Yeah. But season four, uh, if, if there was one thing I felt like kind of uh, brought it together thematically, it's that it was much more personal about yeah. everything. Like the whole episode was dealing with the minute ways that Aku and his corruption have ruined people's lives, have ruined worlds, and how it like creeps just into seeped everything. into everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I mean, that started off. We sort of got that. Uh, a tease of that with uh, the creation of Aku from season three. Yeah, and you see how just like a little piece of him just infects everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a fungus, right? An evil fungus. And and that just brings up the whole like, is this creature even killable? Is this idea yeah. even killable? Yeah, it's like our fight against terrorism or against yeah. an idea, which absolutely um, yeah. continues to come up in this episode. I mean, yeah. in this season. Yeah, which is we'll get into that, but uh, let's start off with one of. Honestly, like my favorite Ooh. fights of all time. Just visually? Yeah. I don't think there's, I've ever seen anything quite like the fight in Samurai versus Ninja. Yes. Like, um, if you don't know anything about Samurai Jack, I think you can look that fight up and just go, wow. You can just watch that. And it's, there's little to no talking, there's little to no dialogue, which is one of my favorite things about Samurai Jack. And honestly, if you've never seen the show, you can just turn on that episode and you'll know everything about Samurai Jack. Well, and the first it. the first half of the episode is good, but it's very standard Samurai Jack. Like, yeah. oh, there is a, a community of innocence in trouble. And Samurai mm-hmm. Jack comes in and, and saves the day. He saves a, a kid from a fish monster thing mm-hmm. going on. And, and a coup, like training or like recruiting a new assassin too. Yeah. I like that. That's how that started off. Yeah. Cause it, it's very like, we've seen it happen before. Yeah. And I think that the show knows like the show in this season is very aware that it's, it's been working with some of the same tropes and the same systems. And it, it actually starts to address that. And yeah, that, <laughs> this just manages to set all of that up for what is just, just amazing. Yeah. I honestly, um, was this and like the fight with the haunted house, uh, where mm-hmm. it's all like a, like a doodle kind of drawing yeah. fight. Uh, as soon as this went like this blinked and went black and white, I, I, I got chills like I do right now. So I'm just like, Oh my God, this is incredible. Yeah. And then just using the sun slowly setting to like change the fight and change like, him losing the advantage. If if you haven't seen it, like he he comes out and there's this ninja who's fighting him and just mm-hmm. completely disappears in the blackness with red eyes. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, Shinobi, I know your arts too, but you've yeah. learned to use the dark, and I've and used learned light. to use the light." And then it's just all completely black and white. You can't even see either of them. Like you can rarely see both of them at the same time. Jack just takes his uh, his robe and just ties it all around him like a ninja gi mm-hmm. and basically he turns invisible just the same way that the ninja turns invisible and it's just silhouettes which it's is one of my beautiful forms and, of art and yeah. his eyes are, are like so shown as so blue throughout the whole thing and then yeah. the r- red eyes of the ninja it's just this amazing minimalistic 
And it's all in the middle of like a silo or like totally. a, um, was there a windmill? Uh, I, I think, think it, it was, was a windmill because he, he drew the, or yeah. like a barn because yeah. he drew the, he drew Jack there by kidnapping the child and yeah. tying him up in there. And they're, the only light that's coming in is through like the open door and through like a window at the top. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's gorgeous. The entire fight is just ridiculous. And you see that Jack is like evenly matched too, like for hit for hit for most of it. And it's just an episode that's like relentless in like, okay, we are going to do all style, all action, not worry about doing any comedy in this one or or any zany little quips or little bits. Like this one is all, we have a vision to do here Mm -hmm. and we go through it. And of course, I mean, the whole season's not like that. If there's anything that like defines Samurai Jack, it's that it can mix in like crazy slapsticky, Dexter's Laboratories type humor with this sort of action. But this episode is just art. You saying that makes me realize that there is, it's essentially boils down to like three type of episodes that Jack goes into. Uh, it's the slapsticky one where he's mm-hmm. got like a Totoro coming around with him and he's <laughs> yeah. and ruining all of his days. Uh, or it's a straight up action, little to no dialogue and just, uh, little to no comedy in it too and it's just a drag out fight where Jack is almost killed and the other one is just Jack is almost killed but it's a serious story about his past or about a lesson that he's learning about Uh how to defeat a coup it feels like those are the three things that we get and there are a lot of those there are a lot of those lessons episodes in yeah. this season. Yeah. I think uh especially seeing the way that the new show is kind of going that it's clear to me that they kind of knew how they wanted this show to start wrapping up yeah. in this season cuz it, it's all very much about like his inner struggle and mm-hmm. about how even four seasons in things have started to repeat and go on and on and yeah. and there was never a clear way to complete things. Yeah. But I, I think that that shows that they ha- knew where it was going to go in their minds. Yeah, no, I feel like at no point during this show were they out of control or didn't have a clear vision on what they were trying to get at. Not at all. Like, vision is, like, such a clear thing. I think they the knew what they were doing, and they just... It took them th- four seasons to just fine-tune and completely nail, like, the... To, like, finally get all of the colors inside of the... Uh, like draw by numbers. Yeah, it's yeah, just exactly. Like, All the pieces in place. And... Yeah, it's just like we have. Okay, we've got the design. Uh, now we need to put numbers inside of the thing. Okay, now we got numbers. Uh, now we need to know what colors go inside for each number. Okay, and now we need to put the colors inside. And then season four, they had just everything colored in, but just something happened and it just fell to the wayside. And now, how many years later? A decade later, we (laughs) finally get like, oh, yeah, we know what the picture is, but we've also been doing all this other art. (laughs) Right, right, exactly. Um, Yeah, so after that giant metaphor. (laughs) um, Well, I mean, that was, obviously, that's an amazing season starter, the the samurai versus ninja. Yeah. Um, But as I said, I think the whole season is really solid. It was, it was. The next one, though, so the interesting thing about the, the next one, which is, I, I don't this know. one I remember the least. It's Robo Samurai versus Mondo Bot, and it's yeah. it's a giant, you know, like Gundam style, Gangnam huge style, robot. I believe it's Gangnam pronounced. style. Yes, <laughs> yeah. You're right. I, I was a fool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's 
a giant robot fight, which is like mm-hmm. a very you know Japanese staple kind yeah. of thing, and, and an homage to all the old uh, Godzilla, Ultraman, Voltron, Ultraman, Voltron. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I didn't love it. Now it's no, listed. I, didn't either. I think Jenny Tartakovsky said it was like one of his favorites and like one of the like key episodes. Really? Maybe not. Or. You know, I've I've looked at so many of the like, mm-hmm. what are the best episodes list, yeah. and this has made a bunch of them. So I guess this has a big following. I don't know. That, yeah, no, I'm on your side with this. I, I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, I mean, it was fun. I just, like I said, I don't remember much about it. Yeah, it's he come he rolls into town, and there's this Mondo bot, and he's like a fly to it. So yeah. even though he kind of cuts it up. He can't really do anything, and he, it, it has almost like an immune system of little robots, which is yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, no. But like when he attacks it, it just like swarms out, and it corrects itself and attacks yeah. him and gets rid of him. And then there's a little uh, robot guy who has a, a great little robot mustache I like and like rockets him around and uh-huh. then just like says, you're the chosen one. You fought good. Which, yeah, I mean, that feels a lot like the episode with the um, where he gets the robot arm. Mm-hmm. And fights the uh, little dudes who are in, or the robots who are inside of the little baskets. Um, and it feels very much like you have that one way of, like, it's Deus Ex Machina, yeah. literally. Uh, it's just a giant machine that you end up using to beat the bad guy. This to me feels like an episode that's more like they had a reference they wanted to make and they had yeah. a genre they wanted to explore, but they didn't particularly have a Jack story they needed to tell with it. Yeah, I would agree with that. But it's I not think, bad. Yeah, no, it's it feels very fillery. Yeah, yeah, but like the giant dead city is pretty cool, mm-hmm. but I come out of it being like, I could have skipped that one. Yeah, and uh, I think we did mentally. <laughs> yeah, I think we just glazed over it and went for the rest of them. Now, the, the next episode is entertaining, but like might be one of the most problematic. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was very awkward. <laughs> that's to that's watch not this. a fr- that's not a term I use particularly like lightly mm-hmm. either. But like, so the the episode is all around the samurai <laughs> versus samurai <laughs> versus samurai Jack. Oh man, this <laughs> was a very weird one to watch. A very like MC Hammer mm-hmm. black street samurai who's all talk and no actual ability it felt like an 80s stereotype action hero yeah uh like black exploitation action hero it did and it was and it was like enough of look how terrible this guy is compared to samurai jack that i like felt a little awkward watching it oh no yeah i felt the same way too it was but it was i love that he ends up teaching him uh and sort of becoming his mentor yeah he redeems him instead of uh instead of him just being another robot that he blows up at the end. He's like, wait, wait, I, I got to learn about this. Yeah. And it felt, it's a little bit like, uh, I, I'm trying to find a good way of describing this, but like Terry McGinnis and, uh, Bruce, um, Wayne in Batman beyond. Yeah, exactly. Where it's just like, like, he's I'm, a crazy hot chat who wants to do it his own way. But. Yeah. Uh, and he's just going off of what he's seen in like movies, essentially. Mm-hmm. Because uh, there have been no samurai right. <laughs> since Jack got thrown through time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, one thing, this is just a small detail, but mm-hmm. I just loved it. Uh, Jack carries his own tea-making ingredients. Yeah. <laughs> because the very first thing he does is, like, walk into this big, you know, and there's so many scenes where he just, like, walks into a crazy alien tavern. Because I think they just love to populate crazy I think alien taverns in this movie. Mm-hmm. But then he just orders his hot water and and 
takes out his tea-making ingredients and does it himself. And that feels very much uh, like what happened earlier on in one of the episodes where Jack has that flashback and he shows how he knows how to make a hat. Yeah. Where it's just like, oh, of course Jack takes care of himself and just has all of his favorite things and knows how to do it. He doesn't rely on anybody else. No. He's completely self-sufficient. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Which, yeah, it's... This was a very weird episode, yeah. but very fun I, I, to watch. I wrote down in my notes, so I'm like, man, Jack is undeniably cool. Because like oh, yeah. when the, the assassin robots roll in, and, and I always love, they, they've used this like same basic design, which mm-hmm. like is taken directly from samurai movies, of just these like tall, thin, basically just sticks with capes waving in mm-hmm. the background and, and like long, tall heads. Yeah. Um, they roll into this tavern, and Jack just like, from his sitting at the bar, just like leaps up and kills them in a crazy thing. And you see Dos Samurai watching yeah. and like his eyes get all wide and stuff. And I'm just like, man, Jack is cool. Yeah. <laughs> and doesn't like, he is just his own thing. He doesn't give a damn about what anybody <laughs> no. says to him. Cause he is being just fucking shit on by Dos Samurai. It's true. And he's just like, just doing everything he can to just start a fight, and Jack's just like, ugh. I, I, I like, well, it's it's pretty condescending, mm-hmm. but it's still like a pretty good Jack move when he mm-hmm. takes him outside and then is like, all right, you don't get to fight with a sword yet. Yeah. First, you we're going to fight this. with these bamboo shoots. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, okay, yeah. I will humor you. All right, let's go outside. I've killed so many. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I've killed so many things, um, which... Oh, man, that comes into play in the new season, too. Uh, but, yeah, that's no spoilers. Right, right. Uh, for you, at least. <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, we'll spoil first two episodes for whoever <laughs> hasn't watched them yet. Um, um, but but yeah. I, I think even what I was talking about with, with in how last episode was kind of an epic scale, and this is more of a personal sa- scale, uh-huh. like, because whether it's a socially conscious representation or not, the samurai is like a, a mirror of Jack, Mm -hmm. a a mirror who's driven by, who's trying to do the same things, but is driven by the self regard and this huge ego and, Mm -hmm. and being fake. I mean, at the end, he literally is like a fat guy in a a muscle suit, which I was like a little confused by because (laughs) he showed at least some physical prowess. Yeah, no, he did. Um, but yeah, that was a little bit weird. But going back, I mean, the the character that they had for that, too, at the time, I mean, you get the same kind of characters popping up in, like, Powerpuff Girls in in Dexter's oh, Lab. absolutely. And watching it as a kid, I, I would not have, I wouldn't have batted an eye. Yeah. Uh, but they don't necessarily translate all <laughs> yeah. that well to now. It's very true. Which feels, which I felt like how, I, when I was watching, uh, what's, um... Dave Chappelle's new stand-up. I'm just like, oh, this feels very early 2000s. <laughs> and I don't know if you can say a lot like, of this huh, stuff. Huh, yeah. All right. Well, this is interesting. Huh. This is, yeah. Huh. It's like yeah. This is, in our lifetime, these things have changed. Yep. Fascinating. Uh, things are always adapting, just like that giant robot. Yeah. Um, well, oh, God. This <laughs> next episode, this... I... I love this episode. I loved it too, but this was possibly my most like painful to watch. It is. It's really painful to watch. Uh, Aku, the Aku infection. It's it's basically like 
seeing, I mean, as what I was talking about is like the personal corruption thing. What happened when uh, the little bit of a coup landed on the planet and, and corrupted yeah. it happens to Jack. Yeah. With the tiny bit. Now, I actually think it starts off with one of my favorite, like, funny moments in the whole thing where you see this <laughs> sick Aku who is like, oh, I will not fight you today, Samurai. And then just yeah. flies away, <laughs> Very all, like, weakly. sniffly and sad. He sneezes on Jack, and Jack gets sick yeah. with Aku. And it's like, like, there's one moment in this, because, so, if you haven't seen it, obviously, after he's got Aku in him, he starts being evil like the first thing he does is steal some diamonds from some very jewish mountaineers that was their life's work <laughs> yeah <laughs> and they were uh, nice to him and they took him in when he was like freezing almost dying yeah, yeah. and he he lay miserables them and yeah gets gets out jean valjean's them right um but then it just Man, and the art for this, too, of, like, Jack slowly getting infected and becoming Aku. Yeah. Uh, and how they just hide him underneath clothing and behind, like... The oh. blackness that just spreads across him. Mm -hmm. And they only show, like, an eye because uh, yeah. the rest of him has become Aku. There's also... There's a specific moment that I was like, oh, God... Which is, he bumps, he's like walking through town and he bumps into this like friendly C3PO-esque robot who, you know, is like, that he destroyed. Beep, beep, beep. And he's Did like, he you need to apologize. And yeah. the robot, like, I guess is trying, but it's just saying beeps. Mm -hmm. And then he just cuts him in half. And this is like a good robot. And I get it, it's a robot, but like. Listen, he learned it from that wizard who turned him into a chicken. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yes. where he learned that evil. He's just like, when this happens and I'm just respected, I need to destroy but this. He, he tears it in half, and you see all its like robot innards like fall out. And oh, I was yeah. like, oh my God. And that's how Jack ends up feeling, too. He's like, I've murdered a robot. And I just, empathize with that robot. <laughs> he just runs away. He does. Um, but that was just. Oh my god! And that scene at the end where he starts, he sneaks into the monastery with all of the uh, were they lizards? Oh yeah, remember. little newt people. Yeah, and when he starts fighting them, and like some of them had to die, right? Because he's by using the way, his I, sword. <laughs> I just loved the the way that newt people fight. Is they they put like coals? They're like crazy. Purple coals in their mouth fire. and breathe fire at them. Yeah, that was. They were some amazing characters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wish they had more happy little new guys. Yeah, the, and a lot of dead ones too. It seemed like yeah, because Jack went at them full on. He's full on a coup at this point, and the only thing that's left is like his eye, possibly. One of them like puts the coals in their mouth and he grabs them by the face and forces them to swallow it. Yeah, it's like that's brutal. Yeah, no, this was a. A fight that got very uncomfortable, yeah. where it's just like, oh my god, Jack's going to do something he's going to regret. It, the, the whole, a lot of the elements of this, and I, I think I've referenced this every single time that we've done this podcast, but uh -huh. a lot of it reminded me of some of the themes in Avatar. Yeah. The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra that was going mm -hmm. on, like near the very end when there's like the physical fight between good and evil power taking over and like a little bit comes mm -hmm. is left and it pushes and it back everything back. else. And I mean, that's, that's the show in a nutshell in a lot of cases and yeah. seems to be a huge part of what it's getting at with this new season. Yeah. 
just like trying to find that core of what pushes you through your beliefs and then just reaffirming that will. Yeah. And then he gets, he gets the, the moment where he's like, no, you have to help me. And, and it's like, nope, you got to do it. It's all on you, Jack. And just that inner fight that he has Mm -hmm. against Aku, where it looks like it's essentially lost. Mm -hmm. And then, and then the, the little child version of himself shoots the arrow of a heart. <laughs> Which is ironic because his father, is the way, that's the way that his father created Aku. It's true. Just, a fire, just an arrow in the middle of a lake of Which black. Is, it was, in retrospect and now, mm-hmm. uh, a, a strange approach to fighting a, a big lake. Yeah, no. But whatever. It wasn't great. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, granted, I see them. I see where they're coming at, where it's just like fire a fiery arrow into this hopefully flammable lake, and then it burns itself out. Mm-hmm. But no. Um, but but the, I, I sort of see this episode as like the thesis of this season mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, because I think this is the one that is like the of most season direct four? of season four. Yeah, yeah, because this is the one where it's most directly just like the personal influence and you see all the things that are good and are trying to fight for something important mm-hmm. that have been like corrupted by Aku and it's just there and it's, it's forcing people to do bad things. And I think that segues pretty well into the bounty hunters episode mm-hmm. because even though most of the bounty hunters are just crazy people who, you know, mm-hmm. hunt bounty, the, the like central one, the, the Samus Aran girl. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good way of describing <laughs> it. Yeah. She's a, a bounty hunter in mm-hmm. tech armor. That's also female and a princess. Yeah. In the but end. she's, she's like Jack, like yeah. she's got a sword. She's very skilled and she's like trying to vengeance. Yeah. She's going for vengeance. She's trying to like save her people or get back mm-hmm. what they lost, but she has to do it by, beating Samurai Jack for a coup. Which is just, there have been, and that's what this season is too, with the uh, the daughters of a coup. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not to mention, like, we have a bunch of these in this, or at least a couple of them. Cause no, totally. The X2, or X9, that episode. X9, exactly. He was a good character, like, he was a decent character. And and then you, you also see, now they didn't turn bad, but the, the prince and princess who, who end up crashing and... and yeah. Uh, you see how their world almost gets corrupted, mm-hmm. but he manages to save them from that. Um, it's I, I just think so much of it is. They're... Oh, oh! I, I also think that the the very last episode with the baby, because yeah. you basically see this child who's a complete innocent be corrupted. Not not corrupted. He's de innocentized by yeah. the end of it. Which Jack play like completely. Like goes with yeah, and it's played as kind of a joke, but it's also like it's showing us where Jack, how Jack ends up getting the season five. The more and more you think about it, yeah, Jack. I mean, especially like fighting the princess, uh, not like caring anything about like X 9s past or his motivations for it. He just kills him. Well, and it's just like if, if Jack can't afford to think about all that, he has yeah. things trying to kill him all the time, and that's. You know what? This is perfect. This where we've landed with this, I think, clearly sums up what season four was setting up for season five. Exactly. And just because, I mean, even going into seasons of death uh, with the uh, the doc, the uh, little scientist. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the one that I like that I took with me because he worked so hard to figure out like 
how to like, play, oh, this is the way to do it. Yeah, how to poison Jack without him noticing how to just like completely set up this entire encounter. And he sits there with his teeth chattering in anticipation. He's so excited. Yeah, and Jack knows it. Just yeah. fucking knows the same thing with the princess and the bounty hunters. Where Jack's just in the middle of the road just walking and he matrixes the shit He's out of everybody. He's just this untouchable, crazy master of everything. Jack- and by the way, even though it's like much shorter, mm-hmm. uh, the scene in the bounty hunters where they spring the trap on him. Yeah. And in the time between a single drop of water dropping Falling. from an icicle and hitting the ground, he takes out all the bounty hunters <laughs> is dope. <laughs> no, that was amazing. It's real cool. Uh, that was, I remember watching that uh, as soon as like everybody was like set and Jack started walking up. I'm like, he's going to destroy them all so fast. Because the more plans you have in Samurai Jack, the qu- quicker they just disappear. <laughs> this episode also, also the, the Bounty Hunters one, uh, is, I think, one of the like funniest of yeah. the whole thing. I, I And, you know, they have a lot of episodes that are sort of like, oh, let's have some different characters, and Jack gets to fight each of them. And when this episode started, I was like, oh, it's another one of those. Yeah. But it just went in such a different direction mm-hmm. that I was like, no, I love this. This is great. Yeah. It, it felt a little bit like, as I was watching it, I'm just like, this feels a little bit like The Hateful Eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but way before The Hateful Eight. Well, and, and in the beginning, there's this dumb joke that I love where it's just the barber yeah. who's just like, ah, oh, I've been a barber here for so many years. And every time he sees a bounty hunter walk That's by... This- person <laughs> he knows exactly who they are and he's so yeah. surprised that he and he does it like four times and doesn't know that he's with the last bounty hunter yeah <laughs> uh, who who's just hilariously stupid oh yeah oh man this is oh this whole season and that's oh man you woke me up with the rest of it yeah um right? this is yeah no uh oh man i'm still i just flashed back to when a coup, the coup infection, or infection mm-hmm. when they destroy the time portal. Yeah. Uh, their time portal, like, that's been there forever. <laughs> and, and it's, like, part... It's their whole culture. Like, the way they reach enlightenment is, yeah. is by looking through this and seeing the multifaceted realities. Uh-huh. And Jack destroys it with his own hand. Too. Yeah. Granted, it's Aku's hand at the time. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, that was... Oh, God, every time that happens, just within grasp. It's it's yeah, brutal. It's, it's just always brutal. It's so fucking vicious. Yeah. But the princess and the bounty hunters, that fight scene at the end is what it's all about. And it shows that Jack has just become instinct. I also just love that they they use that one as an excuse to do four different animation styles too because yeah. like when the the african assassin is talking his it, it's it's like done as like african tribal uh-huh. pictures and the the gentleman who is one of my favorite because I, I always <laughs> love like southern gentleman characters uh-huh. and his is like an old black and white movie mm-hmm. and uh oh who am i oh oh the, the, the siamese cats, cats who were yeah. clearly like a, a like the Remind me of the 101 Dalmatians, we are Siamese <laughs> yeah. cats, the whole thing. Uh, that, yeah, it was just, uh, I do love when they switch in between uh, artistic styles. Are you, I imagine you're at least pretty familiar with Batman the Animated Series. Yes. This reminds me a lot of um, the I Almost Had Him episode, uh, uh, where 
there's a bunch of villains sitting around in Arkham the Asylum. The poker table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're playing poker and they're like, ah! I just bought that I card game. Had him. I just yeah. bought that card game. Oh, nice. Yeah, they <laughs> just made a card game off of that episode. Well, that's awesome. Uh, I still need to try it out. Um, but yeah, no, I see what you mean. Uh, those are fun episodes when they do them right. And the bounty hunter is voiced by Gray Delisle, who's done a lot of things and is now um, pretty prominent in the new season. Oh, nice. She was, um, she was. She Z- playing the daughter or? Oh yeah, yes. Zuko's sister. Yeah, it was Zuko's sister in mm-hmm. Avatar, mm-hmm. and uh, she's been in a. She's had smaller voice parts in a lot of this, but this is one that I, I noticed her. Yeah, no, I'm remembering it now. Now that you said Zuko, when you were saying Zuko's, um, I heard her yelling in the new season. Right, <laughs> and I'm just like, yes, that's Azula. Oh yeah, <laughs> that is exactly Azula. Yeah, and clearly there's a, there's a lot of voice cast. Um, pedigree that is the same between the two of them because Mako was was central in this and central uh-huh. in uh, Avatar. Which I'm not crazy about the new Aku voice. Yeah, but but it's never it was never going to be Mako. I know. That's the problem. But it just uh, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, but it's just it take it took me out of it a little bit watching the new season. Well, this season of course had some amazing uh, Mako moments, but mm-hmm. that's coming up. Yeah, right now we got the Scotsman save Jack saves Jack, which was one of the most like weirdest it's episodes. It's strange. Now, the thing about this is a two-parter episode, but I don't think it needed to be a two-parter. It no. felt like it felt like the story was just a little longer than one episode, mm-hmm. and then they were like, "Well, we finished the story. <laughs> We've still got half an episode." And then they just had Jack and the Scotsman like screw around for a while yeah and i do love it it's just such a strange thing like i remember watching it and being like in my head i'm like is the scotsman just is this just an episode where he's just he finds somebody who looks like jack yeah and just like won't let it go because because the whole thing is that he's trying to uh remind jack that he is who he is and apparently when jack gets amnesia he becomes like a surfer? Yeah, voice? like a yeah. California surfer waiter. Yeah, which didn't make... It was really weird seeing him on that ship. <laughs> and just, like, I, granted, he looked like Jack. Yeah. But just the amount of, like, reach that was He was so involved. sure he wasn't Jack, though. He's like, uh, the I've never heard of like, that man. Oh, you must have lost your memory. <laughs> just like, we gotta find your sword. Sandal tracks. <laughs> you have sandal tracks. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, never. <laughs> It was just so many leaps of judgment, and the I, Scotsman is apparently a genius. I want to know where the Brent personality comes from. I like I, who is this Brent? I when? feel like it might be his way, how he sees the future. Oh. <laughs> That's a really good point. So when Samurai Jack, like he, part of his mind, just kicks in and is like, yeah. these people are like these. Soft weirdos. <laughs> it's just like this is how I fit in because this is how everybody is, and just oh man, that was such a weird episode. And of course, it's just. I mean, I think it would be really funny if it wasn't Jack. It was just a guy who looked like him. I was hoping that was it. Well, because the Scotsman just gets the crap beaten out of him the yeah. whole time. Uh, My favorite visual gag mm-hmm. is when the Scotsman draws his sword and then picks Jack up and puts him in the scabbard <laughs> to keep him there for the fight. <laughs> that was great. Uh, this uh, this show does so many amazing things. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a that was a fun that was a fun story. I don't. This uh, episode just like is 
rolling in Star Wars homages too. Like it's clear that there's mm-hmm. that the show in general takes a lot of its character design cues from that, mm-hmm. but this one is really heavy on it. Like it's got someone who really looks like a Boba Fett type character, and then like a weird Greedo type character comes up and tries to shoot the Scotsman, and he knocks him away. And then when they go to a tavern to like prove that he's Samurai Jack, the Scotsman comes in and he's like. A more wretched hive of scum and villainy you'll never find. I remember hearing that and being like, oh, okay. Yeah. Was this, when did Gendy do Star Wars? I, uh, it right after, after this? this. Okay. So obviously he's a big Listen, Star he Wars. Listen, he was brushing up on it. Yeah. <laughs> he's preparing for that, and then he just peppered it inside because of Because his Clone Wars is like the reason he took some time off from Samurai Jack, and he yeah. thought he couldn't do both. Actually, mm-hmm. maybe he was, he was probably already in Prepping the process of working on it now yeah um but yeah no i mean we even had the episode before uh with the other bounty hunters uh where we had all those star wars references early on in like Mm -hmm. season two i feel like yeah um i think he was just always a star wars fan i mean it's a show that wears its references on its sleeves but i love that yeah no it's great i love picking out those little uh easter eggs it's really great uh Next one we sort of touched on before with the uh, winged uh, children, uh, which was a interesting episode. Uh, yeah, it wasn't one of my favorites. No, mine either. I did like the uh, like gravity thing, the gravity fight uh, at the end uh-huh. with the increased gravity. Yeah, um, and I mean, I, I liked. Yeah, I liked I liked him like reasoning with the Death Beetles as it was going on, mm-hmm. and I I just think that was a very like funny thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I find it funny that he snuck into Aku's lair and went to like save them. Yeah, the the Lepidopterans, butterfly people. Mm-hmm. He was close to just. This one also has the like, aren't you a little short for a minion? I don't remember exactly <laughs> what the line was, but it was oh for a demonic minion. That's right. It was okay. It was an okay. I mean, it was. Uh, you have those in Samurai Jack, where it's just a little like throwaway. Yeah, and it very to me just followed the formula of like, oh, there's a new culture that's in trouble, and Jack comes in and saves them. Um, but I, I did think I, I still think it, it fit into what I saw as the theme of this whole uh, season. Season because it was like you could see how uh, how Aku operates, like how he manages contact with these new nations. I kind of wonder. With Aku, like when first contact with aliens happen, because it's clear that Earth is mm-hmm. a like star connected planet now, and yeah. pro- and seems like kind of a hub even. Yeah, I but, don't know. That is an interesting way of thinking. I have thought about that in the past too, because uh, with the um, scientists that he saves and gets off planet, uh-huh. when he uh, jets in the space, space suit, right. This um, and that one are really some of the only episodes that don't take place on Earth for a good part of it. Oh, and then the the hunters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The hunters that he brings in. Handy. Yeah. Um, this one too. We get to. It feels like it's starting to show us that Jack isn't like he has that. He's in Aku's lair. He has the chance to attack Aku, mm-hmm. but his like, and it's setting up for this season too. Jack ends up just going and saving people and laying off Aku. Yeah. And it's just like, I mean, granted, the next episode well, is Jack versus Aku. <laughs> I, think, I think the next episode is like 
the closest thing this season has to a finale, even though there are four episodes after it. Yeah. It's, it feels like It should have been. It should have been. <laughs> I mean, it's a great episode. Yeah. Uh, let's jump into that. Because yeah. that start, the way that it starts off with Aku sending somebody, them getting instantly destroyed. That is my favorite single moment in the entire show. We and built a bigger beetle. Well, and and he starts it off with Aku on the phone apparently ordering a pizza. Yeah. And he's just like, "Hello? Yeah, my name sh- my number should be in the system." <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll have an extra large. Yes. Shape-shifting master of darkness. <laughs> 30 uh, minutes or it's free. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and I was like, this is just like classic. Yeah. It shows to me, Aku is almost always the best comedy yeah. in the show. And I mean, it gets to that point too, where Aku appears in front of Jack and Jack just charges at him out of instinct. Yeah. And Aku's just like, hold on, let's just talk. Uh, you know how this is going to go. When Aku appears too, Jack is like, Aku! And Aku goes, yes, it is I, Samurai. How incredibly observant of you. <laughs> and he's just like, he's just like, we will fight, I will fly away, and then I will come back in a week. And, and, and then Samurai Jack slices him and he's like, ah, I'll be back, Samurai. <laughs> See? See what I mean? Yeah, it was great. And just that fight. Uh, oh. I just love that Jack just gets almost naked. Yeah. He just takes off everything except his... Uh, his Japanese underwear. Yeah, his like loincloth Samurai thing. diaper. Right, samurai <laughs> diaper. Uh, and just just like, okay, we're going to do this now. <laughs> yeah. And we, this is going to be the manliest fight we are ever going to have. Also, just the, after they like make this like big agreement, it's like, fine, I'll fight. You have no sword, but you can't shape shift. You can't have minions. <laughs> and you have to come in the form of a human. They're like, like, great. Ah, you Got me. <laughs> and then, then uh, it's like, we'll meet at blah, blah, blah place. And he's like, oh, yes. You remember where that is? Uh, I think so. I, Was maybe? that east or west of the, the Forgotten Graveyard? It's east. <laughs> Are you sure? Oh, yeah, I remember. I can give you a ride. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that. It's, this episode is so great where it's, it has that feeling of just like... Um, just old friends who ended up as enemies who are just like, uh, we can just do this. And just how informal it gets. Well, it's just like if you've known each other, even if you're fighting each other, if yeah. you've been that central to each other's like purpose, yeah. there's a level of familiarity where you're like, well, can we really keep up the like grandioseness all the time? And yeah. I think like part of this is what I was saying where the third season is, is grand and epic and uh-huh. mythological. Mm-hmm. And and it, I feel like I can't remember exactly what it was, but I feel like it had a pretty solid like direct Jack versus Aku sort of episode. This is it's Jack versus Aku, but this is just <laughs> on a much more personal. For down season to earth. three, you mean? Okay, season three. I feel. Oh like wait, you're thinking of the uh, the uh, when if I, in the, if I flip through in the cemetery here. Yes, yes. Yeah. But even that, but that, but that when had he like gets that, the sword. Uh huh. Yeah, and that had like a really epic feel to it. But this is. The same sort of thing, but with a much more like personal, just two this is people fighting. Just, this is a fist fight. Yeah. This is just like, I'm going to fuck you up, <laughs> and we're going to do it next week at noon. And he just beats the crap out of Aku, yeah. too. Aku just completely underestimates the entire thing and needs to cheat. 
and just <laughs> did you shape shift when, when, like, when, I, I, when Aku <laughs> cheats Jack turns into like the angry mom yeah. too she's like we said we would do this that pillow didn't move on its own Aku <laughs> yes it did <laughs> and then when it gets to the point where Aku steals the sword yeah it's just like it's just like <laughs> and it's a crazy shell game yeah <laughs> where it's just like you know what it's this is also playing into the whole thing of like everything that we've been learning too. Mm-hmm. Jack, in the first like season, Jack would completely just go into it and just hide his sword in one place. Oh yeah, he wasn't cunning at all. He just went in and he attacked. Jack shows in this episode his personal growth, especially when knowing how to deal with Aku. Yeah, he's just like, I'll fight you, but here are three rules that I know will bring us to even. Mm-hmm. To be even and equals. Well, and he has a line when Aku pulls the decoy sword out and is like, ah, I got your sword. And he's about to break it. And it turns into dust because it was a fake. Yeah. And he's like, what? How? And he says, because Aku, I am smart and you are evil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then just, it, it's just three steps ahead, too, because it keeps going in different places. Yeah. It's just like, well, I knew you would do that, so I did this. And it's just like, but I knew you would do that. It's and just, I love I love the physical fight of the whole thing. It's got some amazing visuals. It's mm-hmm. so funny, and it's just so core to the characters. Yeah. Which is something that Samurai Jack can lose sometimes because it's so focused around this one character who does not have a single home, yeah. does not have a set of allies that walk around with them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you miss shows where you're like, I know exactly what's going to happen here yeah. because I've come back with these characters every week. Yeah. But this manages to really get that because Aku and Jack, who are the central characters of the whole thing, really just get to spend some time going off each other. It felt like a sitcom. Yeah. Which was great. It yeah. felt like it was Joey and Chandler fighting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just like, I'm going to put on every single piece of clothing that you have. Yeah, and Joey can't shapeshift. Yeah, no, no. Which he just, just, oh God. It was, that was a great episode. Really fun. Um, then we got Seasons of Death, which was... Okay, I mean, you hate you didn't like the first three. No, I, I yeah, I wouldn't even say I, it's not that I didn't like it. You nothing them. I <laughs> literally so I, I rewatched this uh, like an hour before I came here, mm-hmm. and I had watched all these episodes before we did the season three one. Mm-hmm. And as I was watching it, I was like, man, did I not watch this one? I, I did. I definitely watched it, but it just left such a small impression on me overall. That's how I felt, too, because I had watched it at the same time that you did. Mm-hmm. And I just, uh, before you showed up, I went on YouTube and I just went through the... <laughs> yeah. I just kept fast-forwarding to see what I missed. And I had forgotten the first two, or the the ice and the desert. I had forgotten completely. I like yeah. the doc. I like the scientist one because it just blew me away. It's just like Jack's a weapon who is always on guard. Well, so what I did like, and I, I thought the ice one was also as as I my stated thesis of the season. I thought mm-hmm. the ice one kind of fit that. And you were talking about how you, b- before we actually went on air, you were saying mm-hmm. that you felt like the the fall one was sort of similar. But the ice one is this society where you can see it's like these crazy ice giants who. Mm-hmm. Forge this amazing, ridiculous sword. It's their only purpose. And then every warrior in their entire nation battles. They, they battle for the right to rip this sword out of the mountain where they've put it and, and 
face Jack, their greatest warrior. And then mm. he literally walks up to Jack, and Jack cuts his sword in half, and the <laughs> fight is over. Jack just walks away. The guy just falls to his knees. It was that was a great. I like they were in like I liked that one too. Like the my least favorite was the desert one. Uh, well, yeah, because that was summer that, that that very much to me just felt like a, a fucking tease. You know, it was just like, oh, these crazy mm-hmm. fighting monsters coming to Jack. And it's like, oh, the way he can beat them is there was never any way he could lose. <laughs> They're just like fart ghosts. <laughs> they don't do anything. Uh, yeah, no, it was <laughs> it, just like the enemies. It was nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that. Yeah, I but, just. But with the ice giants, you see that like this was very important to their culture, and yeah. and Jack has to destroy that. He has to destroy that honor and that pride because he's got a mission to go on. Yeah, and, and going back, it's uh, like the other themes too, where it's Jack not looking into the like backstory of mm-hmm. it too. It's like he doesn't give a shit about like what they all went through for all this, or if they're good or bad. And it suggests that at the core of a lot of this bad going against him. Is goodness, yeah, or at least honor in various ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like that's been that's been true since the first season yeah. to some extent, but it's just been so clear to me this season. I mean, probably one of the best episodes is the season one episode where he goes through a huge maze and fights a rock monster yeah. that just wanted to die but uh-huh. needed to die in battle. Oh, the uh, the Viking. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah. It's, yeah, but then we have the last one. We didn't talk about the last, uh, season. Yeah, um. Which was, uh, your favorite. I like that one a lot, but mostly because I think it's hilarious seeing Jack talk to women. Yeah, no, that is one of the funniest <laughs> things to see in this show. Um, which, uh, this, yeah, it's. He comes on this beautiful glade and, uh, uh. I think that woman was also voiced by Great Delisle. Probably. Um, but this bud opens up and this beautiful, like... Poison Ivy shows up. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, come, you are a true hero. Rest with us. How will you rejuvenate yourself? And Jack mm-hmm. is like, um... um uh, <laughs> uh, water? <laughs> yeah, no, Jack is not good with women at all <laughs> he is just so confused <laughs> yeah uh jack's still a child in many ways and uh, of course like any situation like that it quickly he like no i i can't i have to fight aku and then it becomes clear that she was trying to ensnare him because <laughs> she just snaps and yeah. just everything turns to like thorns. thorns uh and jack just cuts his way out and she's just like okay although <laughs> as he leaves she smiles and i wonder if the idea behind that is that she was like testing Jack to make sure that he had the drive not to be tempted by. I think that's a reach, but uh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it'd be nice if it was that. All right, I don't uh, know how to get into the head of Thorn ladies. <laughs> true, okay? true. Uh, <laughs> uh, just wood elementals. <laughs> I don't think I didn't think that she had that. But well, agree to maybe disagree. Not. Agree to disagree. Yeah. yeah, no, it's fine. I listen. Way, I hope it he was. He made it out of there. He did. I just want Jack to like find love someday. I know, right? You know, with something other than his sword. <sighs> <laughs> that just Poor sounds Jack. wrong too. Poor Jack. <laughs> uh, moving on to Tale of X not or X forty nine. So I actually I feel like just in general these last four episodes, um, we're all good. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I just I didn't love the seasons one. 
But the last four episodes mm-hmm. were all good, but it felt to me weird that they were after the Jack versus Aku, Aku which yeah. felt like such a it should a have been culmination. It should have been that. Um, but I mean, this is back in the day when you know a lot of good shows got aired out of order mm-hmm. that they should have been. But the the thing that's interesting to me is that they they kind of deviated from telling regular Jack stories for the entire time. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if they sort of felt like it was like the season ended, but here's a few more neat ideas they were trying to do. And this noir one is, I loved it. I, I think it they just, great. yeah, no, I think they just, I think they got to the end of the season and they're like, we need to do, we want to do these genres, but we don't have a good, I mean, it's just like the other story about the, the uh, robots. Mm-hmm. It's like, we want to do this, but we don't have a way of doing it. Cause but I mean, they sort of had the noir one with Jack when he was a gangster. Yeah, but that. But not. It's not the same as being a PI. And I also think that was at sort of the series' lowest point as far as leaning into its style. Yeah. Like that was far enough into the show that they, uh, it seemed like it was a little more by the numbers. Yeah. And a little less like, look at the crazy things we're doing. Whereas yeah. at this point in the show, it feels like doing something cool is almost all they care about. Yeah. And um, doing something new and just amazing. But I love the tales of X 49. I mean, it's like full on noir. It looked gorgeous. It was just, it was really interesting to see this backstory and like the world building of like Jack's planet when he was gone. Yeah. Cause we see the Terminator like takeover of the planet. Mm hmm. And we see, like, a one good Terminator who's left, who Jack ultimately kills. Yeah. And I think it was really interesting that I I didn't even realize until I saw this that I, like, wanted to see some of the answers that this gave. But you see that, like, it took some time for Aku to rise up politically and Mm -hmm. in power and he slowly took over the world and did it through killer robots. And that's why there are robots all over the place. Now it's like a huge society of that. Um, I also thought this episode reminded me of John wick. Okay. Because it's like, he was the greatest killer ever. And and then he has to go do one last job and he's got a dog. He loves. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That all fits. Wow. He predicted John wick. He did back then. He predicted so much. As soon as it was like this killer robot who loves this little puppy, I was like, oh, John what, Wick. What if the creator of John Wick just, this is his favorite Samurai Jack episode. <laughs> yeah. and, and he's just like, I should write a movie about this, but he's, this would be amazing. he's essentially a robot. I mean, it's but, Keanu Reeves. He doesn't have emotion or show any. <laughs> but this, just like the episode with the, the bounty hunter princess, like, you know, he can't win. Yeah. And you know that, like, this is a good guy who you want to win. And I, I thought it used the noir thing really well because mm-hmm. noir protagonists are, in general, get the crap beaten out of them. Yeah. They're you know? always, I mean, they're usually at rock bottom. Yeah. If, if you're, like, reading old, like, Dashiell Hammett novels or uh-huh. something like that. Like, like the Red Harvest. Key, and... Red Harvest. Yeah. So much of it, like, the character will just get beaten the crap out of them and end up with someone walking into the cell that they're caught in and beating the crap out of them every day. And but, I mean, that's Jack. Yeah. I mean, Jack has found the robot version of himself. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, it's... Uh, this show takes you through so many emotions. I know. Uh, let's go on to Jack and the... Young Jack in Africa, which uh, I don't remember so much now, but was one of my favorite episodes yeah. at the time. I like it... Uh, I think it's interesting mm-hmm. 
because it is a like Jack background story, which goes with what I was saying, where it's like it seems like they were deviating from the main Jack mm-hmm. uh, stories for a while. And but this is like it seems like this is the first time he did the standard Jack help out a society thing. Yeah, and uh, I was just thinking about this because we talked about it last time. I think we alluded to it, but Nicole hadn't seen it at the time. Um, it's Jack. Uh, how do I put this? He essentially, we see that the whole world is trying to protect him. Mm-hmm. And they... Well, he's like the one true hope of yeah, the world. He's, I mean, and essentially, I was going to say this before I remembered that, but uh, it's essentially like, I was saying it was, I was going to say it's like the missing years where Jesus is growing up. Yeah. <laughs> and this is essentially the missing years where Jack is training. Uh-huh. Because, I mean, we see a little montage of it in season one, but that's not enough. But he just, he goes from a, like, five-year-old to being... To a teenager. Yeah. And, I mean, we see which countries he goes to and uh-huh. who he trains with, but we don't see anything... And there's no, there's literally no dialogue in that entire montage. But yeah, you're right. And this this episode is like the first time. Well, it's one of the first times we really get to see what he went through in this training. And I think it, you see his spirit sort of be born. Yeah. Because he kind of gets the opportunity to run away and leave his new tribe. He doesn't. Caught by enemies, but he doesn't. He goes out and he does it himself. And I, they even like were willing to sacrifice themselves to save Jack because they knew that he was important. It also was just a cool episode for exotic, different weaponry. Yeah, um, and different fighting styles for Jack, like running like a jaguar yeah. or like a cheetah. And, uh-huh. um, I did like his relationship with the son of the um, chief, too. Yeah. Where, I mean, he was just like, he's the new favorite. And I'm like, I hope it doesn't go that way. <laughs> yeah. And then it turns with them being friends and like, Jack oh. just like them training every day. Uh, Jack's just like, okay, like, I, I know you don't like this, but it we always, can be friends. It always just like feels good when you see shows have the chance to like go like a, a petty overdone, mm-hmm. like, ugh, we've seen that conflict a thousand times. Like, this guy comes in, and the jealous person who was there before ends up, like, selling him out or something like that. But instead, like, they became friends. And I was like, oh. It's like... Granted, it's a lot like my improv, too, where I just (laughs) jump to arguments. uh, (laughs) When it's much better if everybody agrees and everybody's happy and friends. Um, Yeah, no, it's... I feel very self-conscious about my improv now. (laughs) And how bad it is. Um, but we'll yeah. discuss that in another podcast. Oh, we will. Uh, the improv, be the, the John's pod. improv review. Yeah, uh, improv depression. Uh, <laughs> it comes on. It, it'll download right after improv obsession with Stephen Perlstein. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. This this I do I did love this episode because it's Jack playing. He's being Jack as a kid, mm-hmm. and we see him be his first like finally accept the mantle that he has. Yeah. And he's just like, this is what I'm training for, so I need to do this now. Because what's the point? For sure. Yeah. I need to hold on to these ideals. And oh. then we get to Jack and the fucking baby. Yeah. Uh, which. Now. Uh, the rednecks. strange <laughs> episode yeah. to end the season on. To end the series, potentially. <laughs> well, I, if, if we argue, uh, I, I would say that the. That it was sort of him becoming Jack in the Africa episode. Like yeah. him realizing like what he has to do, what he has to become. Yeah. Um, this is a little thematically similar 
mm-hmm. because he gets this baby, which, oh my God, the baby crying was legitimately the most annoying thing in the world. It just cries. And I, I'm, I guess I'm not a baby person. No, no, so. I hate, I'm not a fan of children either, uh, unless they're out of that phase. But there were moments I really liked in this episode. Yeah. I mean, this felt very much like Jack and that Totoro beast. Yeah. Uh, where it's just like you keep bringing all this trouble to Jack and like stopping everything from working out. Just a generally strange episode, though. That ending, honestly, like seeing the baby with the samurai eyes and the samurai uh, face. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was fucking hilarious, but really strange. It was <laughs> like it was it was me laughing uncomfortably watching it because I'm just like Jesus Christ, this child is ruined now. Oh yeah, he's and not an a kid. Scene where Jack cuts someone in half. I mean, it's a robot, but yeah, like the baby cries. <laughs> the baby like, cries, and there's just like its eyes are just wide as the torso of you've this murdered enemy somebody just like falls over in front of it, and he tries to distract the baby from the fight by like, "Ooh, look at this puddle! Play in the puddle!" Yeah, and then the baby turns around and just sees death. Yeah, and I feel like this is, I feel like this episode. You know, honestly, thinking about it, it feels like the best way to go into season five. Because this is what Jack ends up doing. Mm-hmm. Like, Jack is... It's nothing but nonstop fighting. Everything's trying to kill him constantly. Well, and it just it establishes that this is a world where innocence dies very quickly and very early. And Jack is 100% accepting that in this yeah. episode. And he's just like... The kid's a samurai now. I, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. He's He has accepted that this is what his life is going to be. the spear of the samurai. Yeah. And it's just, which would be amazing if this kid comes back and is a samurai <laughs> in season five. That would be, that would be fantastic. Incredible. Um, um, there's so many characters I want to come back for can we Can five. we also address that this episode had an extended Jack Milking Things montage? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> And we can if you want to. <laughs> so, trying to feed the baby, he first tries to milk a deer, and it kicks over the gourd. Oh, and then he tries God. to milk a possum, but it's very small. And then he leaps onto the giant teat of an enormous multi-story moose. And just it doesn't a notice. deluge of, of milk that... What a weird scene. Yeah, this whole episode was very <laughs> weird. Um, yeah. There's a, the, the Peach Boy story. Oh, God. Yeah. He just, like, tells a story about uh, people who find a giant peach and open it up, and there's a baby inside, and they couldn't have a baby, and then yeah. it, it beats a bunch of ogres Yeah, with it, animal friends. Uh, the baby essentially turns into Timothy Green. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and just is a zombie plant child who murders <laughs> everything, uh, which that would be an amazing way for Timothy Green yeah, to go. It was like a strange Jack and the Beanstalk yeah. Mixed with... James and the Giant Peach. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's... That was a... F- that was, this whole episode does not make sense. Yeah. But I, I have to it, say, as I've said, Jack, it, it's a show that wears its influence on his sleeves, and it, uh-huh. it seems like a lot of the episodes, it was like, well, this is heavily influenced by blah, 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 blah. And yeah. the one thing I did not expect a Jack episode to be heavily influenced by is Baby's Day Off. Yeah, no, uh, which was one of my favorite movies growing up because it was always on HBO. Yeah. Uh, and it was just a great movie all and around. And it was important at the time. Joey Pants, come on. Yeah, right? You, you can't beat Joey Pantaleone. But, I mean, it definitely had 
yeah, heavy babies they off influences like he's whoa it went into a <laughs> walking a across a girder in the middle of Manhattan went the wrong way and yeah. he reaches to grab it in the tree and gets bitten by a squirrel and it comes out uh, upper branch yeah it's it was very slapsticky and a very weird weird way to end this series at the time um, but I, I did just laugh out loud at the samurai baby moment though just how I crazy think, it was I think this entire episode was for that moment. Where it's just like, the, that was such a fucked up moment <laughs> yeah. of that baby just, it's just like, well, nothing will ever be beautiful to this kid again. Everything is pain. It's just like. One uh, of my notes too was just, babies are idiots. <laughs> well, yeah, that's just common knowledge. Uh, <laughs> no, but that was, also I love that Jack told the story to the baby and the baby like won't know it. I yeah, mean, it's no. just an elaborate story no, with themes. Know it deep down though. Yeah. It's no. part of his samurai soul. <laughs> It's the teachings of the samurai, and that's and that's how the show ended until until now. now. Yeah, it's like for a long time that long was the ago. series finale. Yeah, for Samurai Jack. Listen, I'm very glad that I had not watched it at that point because <laughs> I would have been so sad that that's how it ended up. But you wouldn't you wouldn't have thought about it like that because it, at that point it was never a show where you were watching thinking, "Ooh, the series finale comes up next week." It True. was just like another episode of Samurai Jack. Yeah, and which one's the ending? <laughs> and then the next week they'd be doing replays and I probably wouldn't even have noticed at that age because probably not. I probably missed a few. Yeah, it's the same way I watched Beast Wars when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about this, these first two episodes. So I've only seen, and this is a, an enormous, enormous mm-hmm. source of shame for me. I have not caught up. Listen, don't feel ashamed. It's okay. I know you are a super fan, but I mean, everybody, especially nowadays, everybody's very busy. I mean, we're not kids where we're just in front of the TV. It's true. <laughs> I mean, granted, I'm in front of the TV most of my life. Um, but you have uh, busy obligations. trying to make stuff and... Survive things and like that. Be successful. Yeah, I thought I thought that the the first episode started off really well. What it did a really good job of was show you how dark it could be, but also like remind you that there are the silly elements of Samurai Jack and not shy away from that. Let's talk about what the first episode was for anybody who hasn't seen it. Spoilers, obviously. So yeah, uh, prepare for it, guys. So the first episode. Give you one more minute to walk away. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, the first episode kicks back into the world, and Samurai Jack has basically been going through this world, saving people for 50 years. For 50 years, and he has not aged a day. And he is tired and broken down, and he drives a motorcycle and wears samurai armor and like a whole big crazy mask. And mm-hmm. doesn't have his sword anymore. He uses guns and stuff. I told you he didn't have his sword. That was... I yeah. Was, You're right. You totally called it. Yeah. It was just... Oh, man. I got so worried for that. And I'm still worried because mm-hmm. things have gotten so worse. Mm. Uh, yeah, no. Jack ends up saving two little <laughs> emoji people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, two millennials in the new digital age. Uh also, I find it funny that that's who he saves. It's, <laughs> these are the kids now, apparently, right. so that's who he's saving. Also, there's barely anybody left on this planet. Yeah, it, it seems like the the little bits of, of happy society and nature that were around in mm-hmm. the Samurai Jack we've been discussing yeah. are, are gone. They're dead. And he's slowly been watching the innocents 
break away from everything. And Jack is turned into the renegade. Yeah. Where he's just riding from town to town in a souped up Harley that will like have spikes on the bottom of it. Well, and you see the the birth and raising of the daughters of Aku. Yeah. Who are I mean, from what I was saying about episode, or about season four, I think they are the logical next step. They have been raised never believing that yeah. they're evil. They've never believed that's wrong. They've just been raised because this evil, terrible samurai is out there, and it is their job they're to be the, the ones. To bring him down. Yeah, and, and therefore bring Aku back to them. They're, they're the child warriors uh-huh. of just... Of Africa. They're they, the child warriors of ISIS, where they've just been... Indoctrinated and, their entire lives. And not let's just not go with them. Uh, they're white supremacist children, too. <laughs> yeah. um, because, I mean, essentially, that's what they are. Yeah. Uh, they're just trained by this mystery woman who is just, who keeps birthing these children, and which, their only purpose is to fight and learn to destroy Jack. Which, you know, I thought, I thought the birthing the children thing was a great example of something that's like a more mature theme and a more mature image yeah. that didn't necessarily just have to be like blood and violence yeah. in, in the show for it to still just be using its new adult swim status. Also, it would have felt well. weird if they had taken orphans because we have the episode before when the ki- the tales of Aku. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if they were children who were stolen as babies, I feel like they would still know. Yeah, and it would. I think they did it the right way. Yeah, but it's that being said, it is fucking nonstop pain and just treachery. Like they like if they die, it's just you're too weak. Yeah, the, and you were. F- you were fucking supposed to die. <laughs> they, they've been driven like this their entire yeah, goddamn just lives. just weapons. They were yeah. born weapons. And then Jack fights a, um, a like, mariachi kind of guy. You know, I, I'm having um, a hard time remembering. That he was like a... Uh, uh, he, he was Sammy Davis. That's who he was. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, baby. He was out of the shoe with the... Yeah, which was... And he had the knife. Yeah. The tuning fork knife. Yeah. Which... He was such a stupid, stupid villain. <laughs> I loved his style, but it was such a perfect way, a perfect guy to put against Jack. Because it's just like, I'm going to have fun in all this. And Jack is nothing but serious. And he's like, you're the fucking asshole I have to deal with today. And I just want to be done so I can go to sleep. <laughs> I liked it because, as I said, it kind of reminded you. It was yeah. like, no, no, we're still going to have the, the crazy element. We're not yeah. just doing the dark, gritty reboot of Jack. It's just Jack in the future. Yeah, but and it's still... <laughs> oh, it is the dark, gritty. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's dark and gritty, but yeah. like, it's still the same world it was. I also like that even though they can use blood and stuff now, they, they were still using like... using it all over the place. Okay. Everything was robots in the past, though. Are we yeah. to assume that things stopped being robots? Uh, no, he's still a robot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Think he's um, still robots all over the place. But this is Jack's first. Well, one of his first enemies, who is a human, with the daughters of a coup. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's going to lead to all sorts of trouble and just moral things coming yeah. up. Uh, but episode two was when. That was a fucking just crazy episode. Now, I, I want to go back and watch episode two again. Mm-hmm. Because I watched it and I like couldn't pay full attention to it. Mm-hmm. I don't like watching things on like non-official streaming services. 
And that's kind of how I had to because I just didn't I didn't have a way to because it's not on Hulu I get it or yeah. anything yet which is part of why I haven't really watched the rest of it so it was it was a little like choppy and I just got like the intensity of the entire episode and it was just like I just need to experience this in like one solid hunk and I didn't yeah which it was very much like super ghou- super ghouls and ghosts because <laughs> yeah they kept attacking Jack in his armor and took away like a piece of armor every time they hit him yeah and that, until that was he was cool. naked it was, it was a great visual in his underwear there's been a lot of naked Jacks in the entire show yeah well they know who they're pandering to the <laughs> ladies love to see Jack uh, oh man but yeah it was just that episode was it was nonstop and Jack knew he's just like. I don't have my sword. I feel like everything is my sword. Yeah. Like, I know I can defeat all these robots. Like, I've been doing it for 50 years. Yeah. I don't need my sword for that. It's second nature. But there are seven of these insane women coming to kill me. I don't have my sword. Everything they're doing is perfect and destroying me. They are specifically jack killers, too. Yeah. That's all they are. The one purpose. Yeah. And they... It slowly just disarmed Jack. They completely disarm and disrobe Jack. Yeah. To the point where he runs away. And I thought it was originally the pyramid that they end up in in one of the old episodes. Maybe f- the one where they had the, the jewel the heist. The yeah. Jewel, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, I don't think. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I remember thinking it was a similar motif, but... Did that? No, that, I was thinking that pyramid like fell apart at the end, but it didn't. It was just that the little robots ran out. They and all they came disappeared out, disappeared, and mm-hmm. and then they were like, "Oh, let's go back in." Jack walked away, and the other guy disappeared, just teleported. Um, but yeah, no, it was that was a really scary because it was just mm-hmm. Jack alone, unarmed. And I mean, that has the scene where he's underneath the shell of the uh, the beetle bot uh-huh. and he's just like he's just like I and it was always for, it was from the trailer and it's just like somehow I always find a way yeah and it felt very like rough because it went slow motion where Jack's hiding he's just like I'm gonna die if I if they notice me what's interesting to me about this whole thing is that this makes it clear to me that the inability to beat Jack is just as much a part of the Aku experience as the inability to beat Aku is of the Jack experience. And it almost feels like... So you remember that the the original comic that mm-hmm. I've brought up before, Ronin, Ronin yeah. that it was based on, in that, a lot of what was going on in the end was just a simulation. Like yeah. the samurai was never really back. He was created by the telekinetic powers of a... a the paraplegic... Er, yeah, of a, of a, a, with a like somewhat autistic child with no arms and legs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, obviously, I mean, I would... If, if they revealed that that's what was happening in this, I That'd would be hate a the show. Hor- that would be a horrible <laughs> letdown. But a- still the yeah. idea that like there's something about their arrangement that is like essential... And truly can't change until something major breaks. It's like the Harry Potter Voldemort yeah. connection. Yeah, exactly. Like I think the more and more, and just seeing things in the future, um, well, it lends credence to that idea. Well, they brought that up too when Aku is. They come to Aku and just like it mm-hmm. doesn't seem like he's aged, and it's probably the time portal. Yeah, or it's something from the time portal. And I'm just like, oh, I'm glad they addressed that at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but this this episode just gets 
horrible. How does it end? Remind me, because I'm all the way caught up. That's um. I need you to tell me this before I proceed saying anything else. That that is to that stop is myself. Where I am am the least uh, I remem- remembering on this episode. Okay. I don't. That's why I haven't kept watching the next ones because I I need to you re-watch need to re-watch this it. episode. Yeah, I get it. And I watched it, and I I. I might have been drinking a little bit beforehand. <laughs> Fair enough. So, That's fine. Yeah. I'm usually drinking when I watch these. Right. Um, what are cartoons for? Exactly. Adult cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like being an adult. It's called Adult Swim. You adult swim inside of alcohol. Right. Duh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was... And the flashbacks with Jack oh, yeah. being confronted by his past and his father, um, mm-hmm. his crucified father... You've forgotten your purpose. That always, I mean, that's that's such a brutal image. Yeah, and he's haunt. He's literally haunted by it. Well, and I think it's it's interesting because in the episodes like where Jack is basically like in the one where he has been infected by Aku, yeah. Jack is basically in the position where he is chained and mm-hmm. pulled apart, and his father's image is what like gets him through it. And he's like, "No, we're still here with you, Jack." Mm-hmm. And it's turned into a tormentor. Yeah. And it's, it honestly, Jack has forgotten himself. Yeah. And I mean, you get to the point where he sees the smoke in that far off village and he's like, not today. Yeah. And just keeps going. Because this, this brutality is going on and it's, it's like he's sort of forgotten that core of what he's fighting for. In yeah. It. And then he gets there, he gets, sets up camp, starts to eat and has a full on, just hallucination PTSD moment. Yeah, where all of his ghosts of his past come to him, and he's he's just they jumpstart him back, and he just drives back to the town. Well, the the smoking village thing, because when I saw that, I, I thought of specifically like him turning away from that one. That's a huge Jack moment. But in the baby episode, he has this hat full of peaches, and he hears a baby cry, and it's not even like for sure he's this baby is being murdered. Yeah, but he, he just. just Drops it, runs. He like, just knows. Someone's in need, go help them. No second thought. That's the instinct, though. Yeah. Uh, Jack has is nothing but instinct now. And he's just so... Yeah, he's just so sick of it. Yeah. I think. I, he's, I, that's the problem. He's All of the portals are closed. Mm-hmm. Jack is stuck there for 50 years. Everything is failing. He's Rick Grimes from, yeah. <laughs> from The Simpsons. Nothing is coming up Millhouse for Jack. <laughs> and he's just, he just knows. I mean, it's the same way that you feel like stuck in a dead end job where yeah. it's just like, I keep doing things and I'm not getting rewarded. I'm not going to go anywhere. Yeah. And I'm stuck in purgatory. And Jack is literally stuck in purgatory. Yeah, he's there forever. Yeah. And it's just getting worse. And he keeps doing things to make it better. And it, and another thing is the number of time portals. Mm-hmm. That existed, yeah, and were destroyed or ripped out of his uh, reach. Mm-hmm. It's like pretty high. Yeah. <laughs> it's like almost more than I'd expect. There were a lot of ways to get back to the past. Yeah. Also, this means that the um, the uh, Newt people don't have their portal back. No, they they've stopped being enlightened. Who knows if they even exist anymore? No. Now they're all just Republicans in the South. Yeah. Uh, oh, God forbid. Uh, they're all Aku supporters. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, oh, man. I can't wait for you to get caught up. I really want to. 
Ugh. I got to do it. And I think, I think after talking about it now, mm-hmm. uh, I'll be reinvigorated to prioritize it again. I think you, I think you will be. Mm-hmm. I think you will be. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on and, you know, traveling through time with us, literally. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, into the past, into the present, into the future. Got to get back. Back to back the past. Back to the past. Samurai Jack. I also love that new intro. It's, I know. It just I, gives I miss, me shivers every time. I miss... Um, oh, uh, Mako? Yeah. But, you know. So do I. You gotta move on. I legitimately am sad that it doesn't come on every time. But every time Lamar comes on and just starts saying that, it's like, 50 years have gone by. And, mm-hmm. I am, and it's just like, Aku it's, infests the past, present, and future. Yeah. It's every, beautiful. And... Him just say it and thinking about it right now gives me goosebumps too. Yeah. Of him just being like, gotta get back, back to the past. Set. Samurai Jack. <laughs> it just, <laughs> yeah, goosebumps. It's awesome. Thank you so much for being here again. Absolutely. Uh, I've really enjoyed discussing this. Yeah, no, so have I. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that we did this. Uh, and I'm so glad it's back. Uh, thank you, Jack. Thank you, Candy. <laughs> uh, thank you, Cartoon Network and uh, Adult Swim. It's just just a wonderful world we live in, where suddenly we're the generation that people are pandering to. So yeah, I love bringing it. back the things we liked. Oh <laughs> God, from our childhood because things were so rough as just white men. <laughs> uh, we've had it hard. <laughs> oh God, uh, but this has been a nice little, <laughs> nice little piece of candy. Oh. In the middle of the Aku times, <laughs> Aku's rise to power. Yeah. Um, anything to plug? Anything come up? Oh, well, um, you know, uh, I do all sorts of things. You can check out my pad- podcast I'm part of called This American Lie. Uh, mm-hmm. It is available on iTunes and check us out on Facebook to find out other places that it is also available. Uh, check out uh, videos that I shoot and direct with my sketch team on youtube.com slash nerdist school check out the money pit videos those are by me mm-hmm. and uh, i don't know keep an eye out for other jordan pridgen stuff <laughs> just keep watching guys yeah uh yeah you know me nerdy batman that's it that's all i got uh i hope you come back i because i want to do another one for season five as a whole yeah once once it's all like wrapped up it's it's got to feel a little strange doing modern yeah, it's tunes. gonna be weird, but but this is like an exception. But this, this is, totally counts. This is part. I mean, this is part of the reason why we're doing the podcast because mm-hmm. it's just like the the ones that we loved, and if they still hold up, they held up enough to yeah. <laughs> come back from the dead. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, do us a favor, uh, rate and review us on iTunes. It helps. Um, you know the spiel. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. What's a creative podcast network?